Oh my gosh, PJ just squished up his whole body like a tiny little chicken nugget. Um, should we spend the rest of the podcast me just describing the faces that the cats make? I, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> just- Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Andrea. And we are Pet Parents Oversharing. Thank you so much for coming to our apartment, Katie. I know that uh, to record, Katie comes here with floof, and I know that that's not always the easiest because you are soups allergic to cats. Yes. But you do like cats. I do. Honestly, if I wasn't like as allergic as I am, I probably would have had one years and years ago. Yes. Yes. But we don't talk about cats probably as much as we should, partly because I am selfish and I don't (laughs) have a lot to say about them. I love them. Like... From a distance, I, like, make my friends all send me pictures of their cats. I, like, they're so sweet, but I just don't have a lot going on. But we went on, I went on a little adventure, cat-related. Yes. Um, And Andrea actually has had, like, the unique experience of introducing a dog to her cats over the past few months. Do you want to talk about how that journey's been? Sure. Yeah. And I think on that topic too, that I, um, have been so obsessed with Caesar and getting him acclimated to the home that like, I've kind of not been talking about Candy and Phoebe as much. Um, so, um, one thing is that, uh, Phoebe doesn't like anybody, much less <laughs> a dog. Phoebe hisses at Caesar quite a bit, but she has never, um, tried to hurt him. And oh. he, and he is totally copacetic with her. He's, uh, he's totally cool. Candy really wants to be friends with Caesar very, very badly. <laughs> and Caesar, depending on his mood, will entertain her. But most of the time he's just like, mm, he's kind of like George. Uh, <laughs> when he's like, I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> um, but Caesar, um, and Candy do have a tendency of, working together. They're partners in crime. Oh. For instance, Jonas uh, went to Ikea because he has to make a pilgrimage there. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the embassy for him. Uh, and he got these um, raspberry, uh, like, lint tart cookie kind of things from Ooh. there. And uh, Wait, does he really go often? He, he goes as much as he can. Um, he went there recently to go get a Yule must, which is like a Swedish drink that they have during it's, it literally means a uh, Christmas drink and so cute Swedish. Yes. Um, and Ikea is really the only place that has it during yeah, the holidays. I'm sure. I love that they keep that they have that much like Swedish yeah. stuff. Anyway, sorry. Go That's ahead. Okay. So um, he got the raspberry cookies. So he got the raspberry cookies and was very excited about eating them. And uh, what happened is that Candy knocked them off the top of the fridge mm. so Caesar could eat them. So <laughs> uh, Caesar, I've determined Caesar's voice. It is, um, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> That's Caesar. What would it be like if um, Caesar and Floof were talking? <laughs> Uh, hi, Floof, can I please smell your butt? Hello, don't you must. <laughs> did you get your snoot in there yet, you dirty dog? I did. What has your uh, mommy been feeding you? <laughs> Whatever I want. <laughs> Usually cheese. I was gonna say, <laughs> my mom feeds me things and I just fart all day long. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been doing great. Now, I should mention to you guys that um, we um, 
we do have a new addition to our family. We adopted a 31-year-old Swedish man. Um, Christopher, my husband's best friend, is living with us right now. He's on a student visa. And the reason I bring that up is the cats like to spend a lot of time in his room because Christopher is had two cats that um, that in Sweden are now living with a, a family friend of his. So he could come here to study. He loves cats. Aww. And Phoebe in particular does not leave his room. <gasps> That's um, so sweet. She's such an antisocial little butterball. But here she is like showing love. Yes. She loves Christopher. Candy does too. But Phoebe and Christopher definitely have a special bond. Uh, I feel like Candy's like, I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. Like, yes. <laughs> knock over the cookies. <laughs> I love this dog when he loves me. Um, but yeah, cats... Um, are a whole different ball game. Um, Their needs are different. And, um, you know, as you were saying, you went to Koneko Cat Cafe. I did. And I hope everyone enjoys it because I truly will never be able to go someplace with that many cats again. I also like have, it gave me kind of a different appreciation for people who have like nut allergies and stuff like that. Because it's like, I don't know, part of me is... Like, wait, wouldn't, like, can I just, like, expose myself to it a little bit at a time and Mm. it'll, like, lessen? But that's not how allergies work. It actually makes them worse. Right. And whenever anybody is like, oh, we didn't have a nut or cat allergies in my day. And I forget what comedian said this. I think it was Bill Burr when he was just like, yeah, but people just died mysteriously. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like, we're just like, "Eh, they just died. We don't know what the... But it's like people it didn't have vaccines 300 years ago. And it's like, yeah, I know they died. Um, but I want to thank you so much for braving your allergies. And um, it was worth it because it was a, just such a cool yeah. place. And Andrea Katz, who I spoke to, was like, uh, what is her title? The Cattery Guide. And she was just like, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful facility. Um, shall we get to the interview? Yeah, let's talk. This is Katie, and Andrea Shapiro is not here with me today, but it's totally fine. I replaced her with another Andrea. Um, this is Andrea Katz. That's not a pseudonym. That's her real name, and she's the cattery guide at Koneko NYC, a gorgeous cat cafe. Hello. Hi. Where are we? East Village? We're on the Lower East Side. Lower East Side on Clinton and Stanton, right by Houston. I'm here braving my allergies with some of the cutest freaking cats I've ever seen. I might die tonight, but it'll be worth it. Uh, Andrea, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for and having here me. It's your place of work. <laughs> and I'm like crashing. <laughs> thank you. So, Koneko, I just got the grand tour, is like gorgeous. It's so cute. There's like three levels for the cats, like upstairs and outside and downstairs, like, private, like. There's shelves, there's beanbags, there's a TV. They're living their best lives. I hope so. I mean, we do our best. Kaneko has celebrated its fourth year. You've been here a little over a year. Yep. What was it uh, like starting up here? I mean, what can I say, really? This is the best job I've ever had, clearly. Um, I started out volunteering with Angelical Cats Rescue, which is the rescue that Kaneko partners with. Um, and when I found out that they had a job opening for a cattery guide, 
I thought, well, why not? And it's it's been great. I mean, it's been really rewarding. Uh, the cats have been great. Guests have been great. And I, what can I say? I'm living my best life. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but there's like cats just like, she entered the room and they all like swarmed her. It was precious. They're all Hi. really sweet. Hi. Uh, <laughs> just distracted by a cat bath. I don't even know how to handle it. Oh, man. What got you involved in working with cat adoption? Like, when did you first, like, find your real love for cats? I think it must have been sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. Because uh, my last name is Cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but really what, <laughs> happened, what happened was I was in my sophomore year of college And it was winter, and it was dim and dark, and I just felt like I was just slogging through life. Like, I would go to school, and then I would come home, and then I would go to school, and I would come home, and I would work my job, and it was so depressing. And I just thought to myself, why can't I just do something different? Mm -hmm. Like, I I wanted to do something. I wanted to get out of the house, like, a reason to get out of the house apart from responsibilities. Um, So that's when I started volunteering, and it helped me so much um it's just been such a wonderful experience and yeah I mean that's that's how I ended up here yeah started volunteering and then made it more than just volunteering yeah exactly uh do you have any cats of your own my sister took the cat when she moved (gasps) Uh, her name is Chloe she's six years old uh she was the love of my life uh, and now that my sister has moved with her, we don't speak to that sister anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I'm mm-hmm. um, Sorry to hear you going through this breakup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, currently I don't have any cats. Um, but it, I mean, I, I'm here so often, it really feels like I have 15 to 20 cats. I was going to say you have like a whole litter at all times. Yeah. Um, but I do plan on fostering sometime in the future. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so something that's great, I was reading about Koneko, it's, the Angelical Cats works with um, saving cats from kill shelters in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to neuter, chip, set all those cats up for success because they're here not just to socialize and hang out and be cute as heck, mm-hmm. but also to find homes. Yeah, all of these cats are uh, adoptable uh, with the exception of one. Uh, his name is Tigre and he is Kaneko's house cat. Oh. So he's our resident <laughs> cat. Um, but everybody else is available for adoption. Uh, we do one to two adoptions per week usually. Um, and it's not a same day process. There is applicants have to fill out an application mm-hmm. and it all goes through Angelical Cats Rescue. The cats come, like you said, uh, spayed or neutered, um, vaccinated, tested mm-hmm. for FIV, FELV, which is really important, uh, as well as microchipped. And then after all of that, after a home check, uh, hopefully, you know, you get a cat. A um, um, lovely cat. A lovely cat. Oh, my gosh. Uh, now, since you're here day in and day out, mm-hmm. do you feel like sometimes you can just tell when something's going to turn into an adoption? Yeah. I like, mean, what does that look like? Tell me about that. It's some cats, they really... I mean, people joke about this all the time. Yeah. I really feel like some cats really just pick their owner. <laughs> like, they're... Cats, you know, they're they're animals. We don't really know how they're feeling, but we can kind of tell when they're having an off day or an on day. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the times, it'll just be like, I'll be sitting here with a guest, and all of a sudden, that cat is on. It mm-hmm. is on. They're They're 
you know, they're playing, they're, they're cuddling, they're headbutting, and it's like they know. It's mm-hmm. like they know that, okay, this is the person that's going to take me home, right? Like, I've had enough here. This, <laughs> this has been great. Thank you so much. Uh, time for me to go home, right? Very gracious guests. Yes. But yes. ready to, okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I can tell, I mean, listen, if I wouldn't die because of his fur, I would probably be trying to scoop PJ right now. He's trying his best. <laughs> so cute. Uh, he climbed all over me while we were talking. Oh, he's sitting right next to me. What a good boy. He totally is. Honestly, he's a little friendlier than um, my dog. Uh, really? Yeah, around new people. <laughs> he's like, I mean, he's very like loving with me and like with friends, but he's like, of course. he is not as trusting with strangers as uh, some of the cats here. Uh, well, that's because also in jungle cats, what they do is before they bring a cat here, um, the cat goes to a foster home after they're pulled from animal care control. Mm-hmm. And while they're in the foster home, the foster will decide, okay, is this cat tolerant of other cats? Mm-hmm. They don't have to love other cats, but they can be tolerant. And are they good with people? Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in those cases, that's when they decide, okay, this cat would do well at Kaneko, where they're seen and where they won't be stressed out because there are other cats or people. They'll be able to be themselves. Yes. Um, yeah. Good for them. And, you know, they booked the role. Yeah. They got cast, <laughs> Broadway yeah. called, and you're going to Kaneko. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. PJ just squished up his whole body like a tiny little chicken nugget. Um, should we spend the rest of the podcast me just describing the faces that the cats make? I, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> just, <laughs> Like, tell me a little bit about the decision-making process, about, like, what kind of toys or, like, mm-hmm. spots and that you have here, and, like, what do you think about when you think about adding something or taking it away? I mean, we always try and keep the cat's best interest in mind, mm-hmm. um, more so than guests sometimes, too, because the cats stay here permanently. This is their house. This Everyone is, else is just... Exactly. Your yeah. visitors. Yeah. Uh, your lovely visitors. <laughs> your visitors. Um, so we've we've recently added a rule. No feather toys. Uh, oh. Because the cats love, love, love them. But some of them love them so much they try and eat them. Yeah. And that is always a, an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no more feather toys for the cats. I mean, apart from that, we we don't allow guests to feed treats or anything of the sort. Right. Um, We are a cat cafe. You are more than welcome to bring your coffee or food inside. That's okay. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. um, But you are not allowed to feed the cats people food or treats or anything of the sort. Uh, Let me just say they are fed plenty here. (laughs) (laughs) They might act otherwise. They are fed plenty. Um, it's not good for them. We're not, we're not trying to instill bad habits into them while they're here. Um, we're just trying to make sure they're happy and healthy. I'm sure with people coming in and out too, it'd be really easy for a cat to accidentally just quickly gain weight, get unhealthy, have bad foods. So that's smart. Yeah. Um, I noticed the little fountains too. That's so fun. Yeah. And PJ just tried to drink water through <laughs> the glass in my hand. I don't, uh, I don't know. He's still a baby. He's only five months. <laughs> like object permanence. I mean, what is that? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm ready for it now. Can I just come mm-hmm. into my? Uh huh. So that's so fun. Yeah, because he. Um, 
The front area is just kind of a traditional cafe look. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's super cute, of course, like unique in its own way. It looks like there's a lot of great stuff. So you can go like get that and then come back here and even enjoy that while you're getting to meet the cats. Absolutely. Um, you're more than welcome to come to the cafe. Mm -hmm. And you can stay out in the cafe if maybe, you know, maybe you don't have an hour to spend here. Maybe you have allergies to cats. <laughs> and there's a big glass window where you can see the cats mm -hmm. while you're enjoying a coffee or whatever um, but you are more than welcome also to bring your food inside um, and enjoy it here with the cats so lovely do you have you had any and I have to ask have you had any guests with bad behavior like do you have any good stories for me I see a little smile <coughs> <laughs> yep clear your throat <clears throat> um you know, we do have rules mm -hmm. uh, for, for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. And again, 99.999% of the time, you know, everyone's really respectful of the space, respectful of the cats. Uh, but there's always just, there's always someone who thinks they're above the rules. Mm -hmm. And so there has been an occasion where I saw a grown man in a business suit try and climb on something to reach oh, a cat. The audacity of and white I, men. I had it, and I felt very ridiculous telling this 30-something-year-old man, like, please, like, I don't even have to tell children that usually. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sir, you're not allowed to climb on uh, furniture that's meant for cats. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. Um... And other people, uh, they dislike, we have a rule here, um, guests are not allowed to pick up cats. And that's just because we see a lot of guests every day, and a lot of cats don't like being picked up. And, yeah. you know, I have to, as a cattery guide, I have to, at all times, be able to move a cat quickly and safely, if need be. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to pick up a cat immediately. Um, and that's why we have those rules. Uh, some people, again, they think they're above that role and so I'll see that you know most people they just kind of forget and I get it you see a cute kitten you're just like oh like I have kittens at home you want to pick them up but some people really make that decision to try and pick up a cat in front of me after I tell them not to yeah um that's one I mean, of those limited rules just like behave <laughs> just behave just be nice uh and but I, get, I get it I see a little yeah. fluff ball and I'm like you I need to pick you up I need to squeeze you and I need to control those urges <laughs> <laughs> it's fine with a cat at home totally yeah uh just the ones here like you know you could pet them and play with them all you like just don't pick them up fair I I don't want anyone going into my house and just picking me up. Exactly. So no matter how cute I look, which mm -hmm. in my own home is usually not very, so. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about this kind of cat cafe trend? Do you think it's here to stay now that it's been like a few years? Kaneko obviously is gorgeous, been here four years. Do you think that all cafes should be cat cafes? In terms of trendiness, um, I think cat cafes are very trendy right now, and there's a million of them popping up all across the country. I think that's great, mm -hmm. and I do think that this is now the new move. Mm. Cat cafes have been around in Japan since the 90s. Oh, wow. So they've been around for a while before they came to the U.S. Um, I see no reason why cat cafes can't be the new thing. Mm -hmm. As for every cafe being a cat cafe, <laughs> I can't say that... That's 
a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do like uh, this sort of environment for adoptable cats because I think it really helps to bring out their personalities if they're in a safe space environment, um, non-cages. We, mm -hmm. We're basically working as a foster. Um, so I think it does help cats get adopted. Uh, like I said, since we've been here, we've adopted out one to two cats per week. Uh, we've been here for four years. That's, that's in the hundreds yeah. at this point. Um, that's I would, huge. I would love to see more cat cafes. I encourage everyone to visit all of the cat cafes that they can. They're all different. All the cats are different. They're all doing great work. Yeah, I'm sure you can get, you know, great cup of coffee too. And even that kind of supports making sure cats have a home. Exactly. So if you're like me, an allergy sufferer, get your coffee, look longingly at PJ through the glass. Uh, cool. So Kaneko too is Japanese for cat. Yes. So it's kind of honoring that tradition too. Yes. Um, and I know that there's a lot of like anime influences in some of the decor. Is that right? A little bit. Um, I think so. Ben is the owner. Mm -hmm. um, what Ben wanted to do was curate like the sort of Japanese aesthetic mm. with the cat cafe because the whole concept here. Um, he visited Japan a few years ago. Um, and he went to a cat cafe there, and it changed his life. <laughs> he visited 25 cat cafes in three different cities. Um, and wow. Then he, yeah. What a tour. Yeah. <laughs> Something I want to do. Um, but then he was like, why not here? Why not New York City? Why can't we have something like this here? And that's how Kaneko was founded. So, yeah, there is a bit of anime influence yeah. um and i think more so he's just trying to find that sort of like aesthetic like that sort of quiet environment mm. that creative thing that he found in japan that's a great description actually because it is kind of like a quiet like uh like calm area for yeah. the cats but it also feels very creative because there's these like gorgeous like design elements. We walked past the outdoor area that has like this beautiful mural. So it is still like inspiring, um, but not like, you know, overstimulating. Yeah. <laughs> the whole goal here is just, you know, something quiet, somewhere you can go to if you have an hour mm. or two or three. <laughs> uh, somewhere you can go to, maybe get some work done, get a coffee. If you want to hang out with some cats, even better. Um, just a nice place because this is New York City and it gets really crowded, really busy. Mm. Uh, it's stressful living here, as I'm sure yes. you know. <laughs> um, just a nice little environment here. Do you have any regulars that come back? Like, uh, Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a few regulars, actually. I love that. Um, we get regulars that just stay in the cafe, too. Hmm. And we get regulars that just come into the cattery all the time. Um, it's a mix of both. Uh, we get a lot of people that come in on their lunch break at work mm -hmm. where they work around here and they just come in and sit down and have a nice time. Oh my gosh, that sounds so relaxing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually bring my dog to work, but I'd like leave him there oh. and come just sit here. <laughs> so our listeners who want to um, visit the Cat Cafe or hear about the exciting things coming up should visit your Instagram. Yep. And that is? Kaneko NYC. Andrea, thanks so much for hosting Pet Parents Over Sharing. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks awesome. for coming.
Katie, thank you so much for doing that. Now, I should tell you the reason that um, I was not able to come to the interview, which I was planning on it, was because I uh, was on a new show uh, where I was playing a murder victim. So I was busy running through the woods uh, and being chased by people that were playing my murderers. And that's where you belonged. Uh, And that's where I belonged. Um, So, uh, yes. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, I want to get to our favorite segment now, Pets Pets in in the... Love it. You have something exciting for me today. I do. And sometimes I search for pet news because, you know, these days it's not always on the front. You know, it doesn't make the uh, the above the uh, New York Times uh, line, as as you know. No, but it should. It should. But there was a story that I saw that was being reported in several different outlets and I felt it necessary to. And you told me that you're not familiar with the story. No, no okay. I'm excited. This is from uh, WCAX3, which is the CBS uh, station, I believe, in Florida. Uh, The headline is, Dog takes joyride around Florida neighborhood after bumping owner's car into reverse. (laughs) This is not an Onion article. (laughs) This is a real article. I like instead of Florida man, it's Florida dog. Uh, Yes, because that is (laughs) its own thing, isn't it? It's always like... Look up just Florida Man and the news article and then lose your afternoon. No, <laughs> um, Florida Dog is... Uh, so in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, police in Florida say when a dog's owner stepped out of his car, the dog accidentally knocked the car into reverse, sending it in a circle around the cul-de-sac. Now, how convenient that it was a cul-de-sac. That's adorable. That this happened. Um Student dog? Is there a bumper sticker that on the back of the car that was like <laughs> student driver dog? That would be adorable. Uh, student driver on board. Um, and Sabel mm-hmm. <clears throat> walked outside her house Thursday morning to see a car driving in circles around the Port St. Lucie, Florida neighborhood. There was no driver behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like... I am in Florida. Did I do bath salts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to Florida. And Florida's like, we know. It's okay. Um, this but is what I did say. Did you do bath salts? <laughs> I know, but did you? <laughs> and did you? First, I thought, this is quoting Anne now. First, I thought, I saw somebody backing up, but then they kept going. And I'm like, okay, what are they doing? <laughs> Sable said. And then I saw the dog get out of the car. It was a big black lab or something. And I'm like, okay, this is turning weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did the dog get out of the car before he enjoyed? <laughs> he was just like, okay, got got where I'm going. Let's hit it. (laughs) He's like, I got to I got to get out of here. I'm definitely not passing this road test. (laughs) Time for me to hit the beach. I feel like that's how Florida dogs talk. Um, Police say the owner of the dog named Max made a wrong turn into the cul-de-sac. He stopped the car and got out, leaving Max inside. Now, um, why did he get out of the car? You know, when I get lost, what I like to do is just stop somewhere and get out. This person was taking a pee. Were they, they were going to take a pee. And they didn't want to hold a sack. I mean, that's true. There's really nowhere private. I mean, he probably was, but like, also it kind of feels like, okay, so you made a wrong turn. So what you just like got out of the car and like lay face down in the road. Like you just like gave up. (laughs) I have so many theories. I think he's having an affair and he just doesn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Max's dad. But what was he going to do with the dog when he was having the affair is what I want to know. Um, this Maybe is the not dog slander. was having the affair. <laughs> yes. yes. 
<laughs> um, so the dog accidentally shifted the car into reverse, locking his owner out and causing t- it to drive in circles. Sabelle said the car hit a mailbox, a few garbage cans, and bricks that were in front of one of the houses as it circled the neighborhood for about an hour. An hour? <laughs> oh, my God. Does Florida not have those things that, like, you... The, you know, the tax that you can, like, put in front of a car. So How runs- fast was he going that, like, they couldn't catch him for an hour? Sounds like faster than a bumper car. <laughs> <laughs> Police finally stopped the car by entering a code in the keypad on the driver's side door. Oh. does it, Did it happen in motion, like, in the movie Speed when I they rescued so. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves? I think so. When the cops got to the door, when the cops got the door open, a black dog jumped out. I was like, they should give that thing a license, Sabelle said. <laughs> this lady needs to go right for Colbert immediately. <laughs> no one was injured during the incident. The driver said he would replace the destroyed mailbox and also stop cheating with his friend's wife because that's what got him into this trouble in the first place. I got lost. And so I got out, out of the, the car, car and then broke <laughs> the lady in the house right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well uh i'm glad that we don't have cars because i could easily oh could floof floof doesn't like to move <laughs> caesar would absolutely put a car into reverse no but floof is um floof doesn't like being in a car where i'm driving and he can't be on me So it gets a little dangerous if he's not properly secured. (laughs) Caesar likes to sleep the whole time, so maybe he wouldn't do that. Although I just had an image in my head of um, Caesar and Floof, like, paw holding, like, Thelma and Louise style (laughs) off a cliff. (laughs) Call Max. He knows how to drive. Max will give you some lessons. (laughs) Well, that's it for this episode of Pet Parents Oversharing. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Andrea underscore Shapiro and on Instagram at Andrea Shap 26. And while you're hanging out on Instagram, you can follow me and the Floofster at Floofboy, F-L-O-O-F-B-O-I-I. That's Floofboy, F-L-O-O-F-B-O-I-I. Because the one with one eye was taken by an alt-right meme account. Don't, uh, never forget. (laughs) Uh, And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.